Thank you, Sharon and Grace. Welcome this morning to everyone here at church. We appreciate your attendance this morning and welcome everyone that's listening this morning on the radio. I uh, only have one announcement this morning, and that is that next Sunday, Pastor Kim Kettenry will be here with his wife Sharon uh, on Father's Day as Pastor Buckland and his family will be away. If you would uh, stay in this morning and join me in the uh, opening call to worship taken from Psalm 146. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Do not put your trust in princes and human beings who cannot save. When their spirits depart, they return to the ground. On that very day, their plans come to nothing. Blessed are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is the Lord their God. He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains stable forever. He upholds the cause of the oppressed, and gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets prisoners free. The Lord gives sight to the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the foreigner and sustains the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the ways of the wicked. The Lord reigns forever, your God, O Zion, for all generations. We will continue to stand and join in singing our praise song, Blessed Be Your Name.
You may be seated. Lost this week in Fayetteville, North Carolina, specialist Isaiah Flowers, 21, from Topeka, Kansas. Lost in Hawaii, limited duty officer Mustang Ensign Brian James Bougie, 35, from Honolulu, Hawaii, born in Idaho. At Columbia, South Carolina, Major General Jeffrey Bannister, 57, from Lindale, Georgia. Killed in Somalia, in Jubaland, Somalia, where we have about 500 Special Forces troops. Killed was Sergeant, Staff Sergeant Alexander Conrad, 26, from Mesa, Arizona. Before we pray, I just want to take a moment and, and thank all of our helpers and volunteers and, and even the parents and the kids who were involved in VBS this past week. Um, you're going to hear from more from them later in the service as, as we close. Uh, but I just want to just take a moment before we pray and just praise God for the wonderful week that we had. It was just amazing to see the kids here, just the joy that was in their faces and, and hearing the, the music and seeing the games and the crafts and the teaching time. It all just came together as a way to, to really make an impact on, the, on these kids' lives and on the community. And so, I want to thank all of you to, that were involved to make it happen. Uh, Tori's, I don't want to steal too much from Tori later in the service, but, but before we go to the Lord in prayer, I just want to thank you, but also give this, take this opportunity to thank God for all that He has done this past week and all He continues to do and, and pray that, that VBS doesn't just remain, you know, one week out of the year, uh, but that what we learned and all that we talked about and all that we did would continue on and, and, and those seeds that were planted would really come to fruition in the lives of these children as well as, as well as the families and the helpers and the volunteers that were there. So let's take a moment and do that. Let's praise God for a wonderful week of EBS. Father, thank you, uh, Lord, for all that you are and all that you do in the lives of, of this church and, and, and the community. Uh, we're especially grateful, Lord, coming off the uh, a wonderful week of VBS, uh, a time of, of just joy and celebration of all that you've done for us and learning what it means to be on your team. Uh, and I pray that you would help us to, to continue that, Lord. Um, we thank you for the amazing work that you have done. And I pray that those seeds that were planted would continue to grow and, and bear fruit in the days and the weeks and even the years, Lord, to come. And I thank you for all that, that you've done through the helpers and the volunteers to make that happen. And I pray that going forward, Lord, we'd be able to continue to just grow in you and, and hear from you, Lord, and celebrate all that you've done. And Lord, as we, as we think about VBS and the joy that comes with that, Lord, we're also reminded that, um, Lord, not all of us are able to, to celebrate and the, and, and not all of us uh, necessarily believe we have something to, to be joyful about, Lord, but we do in you. We do have joy in you. And even if our circumstances aren't what we want them to be, even if we're not, Lord, uh, healthy as we want to be, even if our other, any other situations, family situations or relationship situations, Lord, are not what we expect or what we want, we know we can still find joy and hope in you. And so I pray for all of the requests that are before us today, all of the names that are listed in our bulletin that represent those situations, Lord. We lift them up to you, 
and pray that you would work in those situations, that your goodness and your mercy and your power would go forth and and provide whatever it is that's needed there, Lord, uh, for healing, for provision, for peace. Lord, we ask you to, to work in those situations and that your will would be done, your good and your perfect and your pleasing will. And Lord, I pray that our hearts and our minds would be focused on you through it all and that no matter what we face in this life, we have the hope of your son to encourage us and strengthen us. And I pray that's what our focus would be this day. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. I invite those who are helping with the offering to come forward at this time. Thank you.
Our reading this morning comes from the book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 22 through 34. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the very foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he threw He drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all of his household were baptized. The jailer brought them to his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. Now if you would turn to song or hymn number 303. seated. I want to give a little instruction about how the service is going to wrap up now because I can guarantee you that by the time I'm done with my sermon, I'll probably forget. So just want to give a little word of instruction. Uh, I'm going to obviously be going into my the, the message here. We're, we're switching things around a little bit so that we can close the service uh, by celebrating VBS and all that has taken place over this past week. And so um, when I'm done, I'll, I'll, of course, close in prayer and I'll invite Tori to come forward and she's going to share about kind of a week in review and give a little uh, explanation of, of how things went at VBS this week. Um, and we're going to kind of rearrange a few things up here because we want to show you a recap video of what has happened. Um, and then the kids are going to sing a few songs for us that they learned this week as we as our closing music for today. And so uh, kids and well, maybe parents, more importantly, um, when we when Tori begins to, to share and, and, and we begin to move into that part of the service, 
Um, any of the kids that have been a part of VBS and would like to come forward and sing, um, you can kind of begin to make your way down here off to the side, and then when, when it's time, we'll invite you to come forward and, and, and stand up here and sing and do the motions. Um, we're also, uh, also going to be joined by uh, members of the, the Methodist Church. Of course, we do a VBS as a community, and, and they were very, uh, you know, we work together in this, and so they're going to be joining us, and, and we're going to sing these songs together, and then we're going to troop on over there and do the same thing over at the beginning of their service uh, when ours is concluded. So um, that's what's going to be happening at the close of our service. I just wanted you all to, to kind of be aware and have an idea what's going on, uh, and so that's, that's what's happening. Let's pray together as we now turn our attention to God's word together. Father, thank you so much uh, for all that you have done and all that you continue to do through, uh, through this church and the ministry that takes place here. Um, we're so grateful for, as I mentioned already several times, VBS and all that has taken place there and the, the opportunity to celebrate that here later in the service. But now I pray that you would uh, turn our attention and turn our focus to you now and your word and what you have in store for us from here. I pray you'd give me words to speak and that you'd open up all of our hearts and minds to what you have to say to us this day. It's in Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to begin by just asking you this question. Of course, you can respond uh, in your own heart, your own mind. Just ponder this yourself. But, but how do you respond? How do you react when things don't go your way? What's your first reaction when, when, when something, you know, life throws a curveball at you or something happens and it was not part of your plans, right? I see a few people kind of cringing already, right? Well, Josephine's, I'm, I'm kind of glad she went down to the nursery already today because I wanted to use her as an illustration and I wasn't sure how it would go over with her sitting there in the pew, but she's gone and, and probably can't hear us right now. So I'm going to use her as an example. She's been in this uh, stage lately. She's three going on 13. And, uh, and she has been in this, she likes to let us know when she's not happy, right? She makes a big show of it. She likes to pout and she always crosses her arms and makes this big <clears throat> sound. <laughs> and then she just like starts stomping around and, and looks around to see if we notice her, right? Cause if we don't, aren't paying attention to her, then she's going to do it again even louder, right? And she just kind of, makes this giant show of it, right? When she's not happy, she wants to let the world know. She wants to let Allie and I know what is going on. And we, we do the same thing in our own way, don't we? When, when things don't go our way, we make a big show of it. We get sad, we get upset, and we let others know what's going on. Well, interestingly enough, in this passage today, we kind of picked up in the middle of the story, so I want to give you a little background. But what we see here is, is if for Paul and Silas, things weren't going their way. Right? Through no fault of their own, they found themselves imprisoned. They found themselves beaten. They were thrown in stocks and left in jail overnight. But they didn't allow their circumstances to take away their joy. They didn't allow their circumstances to take away their hope in the Lord. They were able to still keep their eyes and their hearts focused on Him. And you can see that made a very big difference for them and how they responded to this adversity. And so I want to give, I want to kind of fill in a little bit of background information here about what's going on. Last week in our sermon, we talked about this call that Paul received to go to Macedonia. There was this, um, they wanted to go into, into, in the region of Asia and, to, and most likely the city of Ephesus, but there was a very clear call from God to not go in that direction, to, God's Spirit was keeping them from going and preaching the gospel there. And so 
they, they, Paul received this vision of a man from Macedonia to call, and he said, come and help us. And so they, they took that as God's sign to go into that area and, and begin a ministry there. And so that's what they did. They sailed across the sea and they landed in Macedonia, which would be modern day Greece. And they began to uh, preach the gospel there. And they ended up in a city called Philippi. And that's where that's where we find ourselves today. And a lot happened that led to this situation here. They began first to minister and and a woman uh, uh, named Lydia came to the Lord. Uh, then there was this this woman who was possessed by a, a spirit who could tell fortunes and tell a future, began to follow them around and and start screaming, you know, these are servants of the Most High God. And day after day, she would just follow Paul and Silas through the streets. And eventually they got... Well, kind of annoyed with it, as you can imagine. And they, uh, Paul turns around and he, and he, and he casts the spirit out, frees this woman from, from the bondage that she was experiencing and she became well. Um, the problem was though that the people who owned her weren't too thrilled with that. You see, they were losing their income and they were, they were, uh, missing out on, on being able to charge people to, to hear their fortunes. And so, so the owners of this girl were, were very upset uh, with Paul and Silas. And so they brought charges against them to the local magistrates. And, and before Paul and Silas can even defend themselves, they were beaten, they were stripped naked, and they were thrown into jail for the night in stocks. And that's where we pick up our story here today. It's interesting, though, as, as some of you may know, that I took some time last year to plan out my my sermon schedule for the year something i really wanted to to get you know working on and so so last summer i sat down and planned out a year worth of sermons and and for the most part i've been able to stick with that schedule there are some changes that need to be made of course when you're trying to plan something out long term like that uh but but i committed to preach through paul and kind of had laid out the general uh passages for each day or each week i should say all the way back in last august um, little did I know, uh, but God obviously knew that the last day of VBS, we're going to be talking about Paul and Silas in prison. This very same passage was the theme and the, the focus for VBS on Friday. And here I am talking about it today. It's funny how God works, isn't it? How he brings things together. And, and here we are focusing on this passage. So obviously I think God's got something in store for us here today. And I hope that we can, we can learn from, from what we're going to be taking a look at. So Paul and Silas, they, they find themselves here in jail. They're, they're stuck in prison. And, and the amazing thing is, the thing that probably more so in this passage than anything else that just blows me away is that they don't mope about it. Right? They're not grieving. They're not all upset. They, they turn their attention to the Lord and they focus on Him. And that's just amazing to think about if you ask me. What would you do if you were in their shoes, right? How would you respond if you were wrongly accused and beaten and stripped naked and thrown in jail for no reason? You probably wouldn't be singing praises to God and and praying, right? That would not be our natural first response. But that's exactly what Paul and Silas do here. You see, I think what makes the difference for them, the reason why they were able to do that, as I've already alluded to, their focus was on Christ and their their hearts and their minds were, were in tune with Him. And, and when that is the case, then, then all the adversity in the world, all the hardships we may face, all the unexpected turns life can take, we can, we can handle those because our attention is on the Lord. And He's never surprised, right? He's never, he's never thrown a or he's, a, he's never been surprised by what has taken place. You see, in Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3, it says, Therefore, 
<clears throat> Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run the rate, run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. What's the key to running the race of perseverance? How do we endure when life does not go our way? We do so because we fix our eyes on Christ and we put all of our attention on Him. He's unchanging. He's immovable. And when, when everything else in life is shifting and in ways that we don't expect, we know that we can, we can set our eyes on Him and He will not change and He will give us what we need to endure. Many years later, Paul wrote a letter back to the Philippian church, this very same, these very same believers who, who, who witnessed Paul being persecuted and thrown in jail and beaten and, and going through all of this hardship. Years later, Paul was able to write back to them and say this in Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 14. He said, It was good for you to share in my troubles. <clears throat> Excuse me. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your, excuse me, I think I started reading. I was in the wrong verse. I apologize for that. It's, we're going to begin in verse 10. It says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what, is, what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. And I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. It's one of, uh, you know, it's an athlete's favorite Bible verse right there. I can do all things through God, who, who, through him who gives me strength, right? You see Tim Tebow put that on his eye black, and, and athletes use that, and that's great. But we often remove it from the immediate context of the verse. What's Paul talking about here? He's not talking about being the best basketball player in the world. He's talking about being able to handle hardship and adversity. He's talking about being able to handle whatever comes his way. And it's not because he has the strength. It's because Christ has the strength. And his focus and his attention is on him. And it's, and it's Christ that is able to, to give us what we need to endure. And the strength that we need to get through the situation. And Paul and Silas here in this passage, they express that through, through singing praises and, and lifting up their voice together in prayer. It's so important for us um, you know, we, to, to focus our, our eyes and our hearts on Christ. It's, it's so important to do that. And, and music is one way that we're able to do it. There's just something about, about putting God's Word to music that helps it to just sink in down deep in your heart and in your mind. Now, I don't have any illusions about, about you know, the fact that you're all going to be able to remember every word I say every Sunday, and when life throws you away, you're going to say, well, I know Pastor Joel said this, right? I hope you can, maybe. Maybe there's something I've said that sticks with you. But more likely than not, you're not going to remember the, the specific words that I say up here. But you know what you will remember? The words to your favorite hymn. 
the words to that praise song that you hear over and over and over again. That hymn that meant so much to you when you were a kid. Those words, the lyrics, they just stick with you. I've heard somebody say once that you sing what you believe and you believe what you sing. I think it's, that's why music is such an important part of, of, of how we worship God. Because, because music has a way of impacting us deep down at our very core. That's why the you know you're going to hear a sampling of the <clears throat> VBS music that we got to hear over and over again all week. Um, and I have to say, some VBS music is kind of cheesy and corny, but this this week this year's VBS music was really powerful. It still was very upbeat and exciting and all of that, but the words really were the important part. I want to just read a couple of those for you, and you're going to hear them very shortly here. Excuse me. The very the theme verse for the song was right in the main main song for the week. It says, His divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. And another song we sang over and over again reminds us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of our God and Lord. But Jesus came to seek and save all who call upon his name. Um, just amazing, and I could go on and on, but you're going to hear some of that here shortly, so don't want to just repeat myself. Those are the words that were just sung repeatedly over and over again. Those are the words that were your kids were, were repeating and singing throughout the week, probably to the point of, you know, driving you a little crazy, right? But how wonderful that those words were embedded in their minds and in their hearts through music and through song. And it's oftentimes in those moments of difficulty that that songs come to mind and and God uses the music of his church to to bring the truth of his word to our minds there's certain songs I'm not a musical person I was worried that maybe if I stayed up here with a songbook you guys would be terrified of me singing you know that was not what my plan at all but I wanted to (coughs) excuse me um, but I wanted to just, just show you those words. But even a, for a non-musical person like me, music does make a big difference. And the, and the songs from my childhood and, and growing up in the church at, at different points in my life have, have all kind of come back to me at different points. And I've realized the importance of it. And so, so as Paul and Silas were in jail, their hearts and their minds were focused on God. And they were able to sing his praises even in the in the point of being in, in jail. And then something miraculous happens, right? God sends an earthquake and, and all the doors of the jail and the shackles that were keeping them bound fell off. What an amazing thing. As their hearts and their minds were focused on God, God miraculously delivered them from their situation. Now I hope and pray that none of us ever find ourselves in jail and in in the stocks and have to experience something like that and experience God's deliverance in a very practical way. But I know for a fact that all of us have a need to experience God's deliverance spiritually. You see, we are all slaves to sin. We have all we are all under the bondage of sin. As as the words of that song just said, all have fallen short of God's glory and his goodness. In, the ex- in Exodus, we see this exchange between Pharaoh and Moses. Moses representing God and Pharaoh representing the gods of the Egyptians. 
And there's this interesting interchange that takes place over those first 14 or so chapters of Exodus. God sending Moses to go and say, let my people go. They must come and worship me on my mountain. And Pharaoh saying, no, they're going to stay here and they're going to continue to serve me and be my slaves. There's this exchange that's going back and forth. But the interesting thing is, and we don't necessarily pick up on it in the English, but in the original language in the Hebrew, the word for worship and the word for serve or slave was basically the same word. The root was the same. And so what the, what's going on there is, is this, this representation of, of God saying, no, you're going to come and worship me. And Pharaoh says, no, they're going to stay here. They're going to continue to be enslaved to me and they're going to worship me. And that same battle takes place in our lives. We are slaves to sin and God wants to set us free. God wants to free us from the bondage of sin. And we're set free as our eyes are focused on Christ. The New Testament uses the word redeemed or redemption to talk about what Christ has done for us. To be set free, to be bought back so that we are no longer under the power and the penalty of sin. And we have freedom in Christ to do God's will. You see, as, as Christ sets us free from sin, we are no longer bound by it. We are no longer enslaved to it. But yet we are set free, not just to live life as we please, but we're set free so that we may be slaves to Christ. We may be slaves to righteousness. We may be set free to finally do God's will as, as He has called us to do in the first place. Romans 6 talks about this interchange between, between being slaves to sin and being set free from that so that we can then be, be slaves to Christ and slaves to righteousness. You see that the very core of who we are, we were created to worship. We are created to serve something. We are created for that. God ingrained that in us. And so we're going to worship something. We're going to serve something. And it's our choice as to what we're going to serve. We can either serve our, our own desires, we can serve ourselves, we can serve uh, any of the, the powers and the authorities that we see in this world, or by God's grace we can choose to serve Him instead. We can choose to worship Him by, by turning from our sin and turning towards Christ. You see, Paul and Silas, they were un, unable to save themselves. They were in jail and in stocks and in a very uncomfortable position. But yet God was able to free them and to save them from, from their sin, or excuse me, from their imprisonment as a representation of how He's able to save us from our sin. And in closing, I want us to see how, how they've been set free then and we've been set free from sin in order to share the gospel with others. It's interesting, I think, that Paul and Silas didn't run. They didn't take off and as soon as the doors were open, but they remained there. And in doing so, they were able to share the gospel with this jailer and his entire family. So the jailer realized what's going on. He falls before Paul and Silas and he says, uh, what must I do to be saved? What an important question, right? What an important question for all of us. What must I do to be saved? And Paul gives a simple answer, but it does sum up the gospel for us. He says you must believe. We talked a lot about belief at VBS this week. The importance of trusting in the Lord and trusting in what He's done for us. Belief is not about just knowing the facts, but it's about choosing to put our trust and our faith in Christ. 
And it's believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord. And that word is important. It's about recognizing Jesus' authority in our lives and submitting to Him. Recognizing that He is God and we are not. And He says, and you will be saved. We'll be saved from our sins. We'll be set free and rescued. And it's He, it's Jesus is the one that does that for us. We can't save ourselves. We can't set our set ourselves free from sin. It's what Christ has done for us. And we just turn to Him and repent. See, God doesn't have any grandchildren. None of us are, are grandfathered into the faith. Right? We can't rely on the faith of our parents or our grandparents or even your pastor or any other person that you've looked up to in your life. We all must turn to the Lord. We all must put our trust in Him. It says the jailer and his entire household were then baptized and, and responded with trust and faith in the Lord. All of them. They made that decision to put their trust in Him. It wasn't just up to the, the head of the household to make the decision for everybody. Each and every person there made the decision for themselves to trust in the Lord. And that's what I want to encourage you to do this day. God has set us free from our sins so that we can share the gospel and encourage others with that. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for all that you've done for us and all that you continue to do. And I pray that our hearts and our minds would be able to focus on you. And as you do, as we do that, I pray that you would set us free from our sin so that we may share the gospel with others. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. At this time, I want to invite Tori to come forward. Uh, she's going to take a few minutes to share about VBS and and uh, we're going to rearrange these things up here. So thank you, Tori. Awesome. Well, good morning. And as Pastor Joel said, it was an awesome week at VBS. We had uh, roughly 200 people here each day. We had about 150-ish kids, give or take, um, on the day. Um, and then we had 60-ish helpers as well. So it was an amazing Jesus-filled week, that's for sure. Um, the kids raised $1,800 for our mission project this year. I think that's a record for us. Um, and our mission project this year was for the to purchase uniforms for the Lima, Lima City kids, um, and the kids will be able to pick those up at the Lima Soup Kitchen. And so all of that money uh, was able. To, we are going to be able to buy around 93 uniforms um, for kids in Lima City schools. So that's really exciting. They also brought in over 400 canned goods uh, for Agape. So that's going to go to bless a lot of families over that go to Agape for food needs and all of those things. So, um, but that's not quite the best part. The best part of VBS is that we have a ton of kids here and we get to share the gospel message with them for five days straight. Um, and I'm always amazed at how God pulls everything together. I remember uh, at the beginning of May, I was up really late at night, just tossing and turning in bed, stressing out. And I was like, God, how are we going to do this? None of these classes are filled. We don't have helpers yet. We don't have teen helpers. Like it was, you know, it's getting kind of crunch time. Um, and Jake even said, you're stressing me out. Can you just go to bed, please? Um, but I couldn't because I was so stressed out about how this was all going to come together. But God always is so faithful, um, for especially at VBS. And once again, he provided, um, as he always does, and he always provides even more than we need. More cookies, more helpers, more kids than we thought we were going to have. Um, 
And this year was definitely no exception. So if you were a helper, a teacher, um, a games or crafts or snacks coordinator, um, any of the hands-on people, if you were here this week, thank you so much. We could not have done this week without you. Yes, give them a round of applause. They are amazing. Um, and if you bake cookies and sweet treats for us, thank you. Our waistlines might not be thanking you, but our bellies were so happy because those cookies were delicious. Um, and then church, thank you so much. Thank you for the way you support VBS every single year. Thank you for just the time that you give, the prayer that you give. It does not go unnoticed. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, church, for being so, so supportive. And I have to say, there's always one of those moments at VBS for me that I get a little choked up. And I see something that I'm like, holy cow, that's so God. And this year, it was in the second grade class. I was sitting in on their one of their last classes. And they were talking about the ABCs of faith. So admitting that you're a sinner and repent, believe that Jesus is the son of God, and then confess your faith in him. Um, And they were talking about Jesus giving us life. And not only life everlasting, but life here on this earth. And it was so cool because they started talking about heaven and how cool heaven would be when we get there and the people that we were going to get to meet and the things we were going to get to ask Jesus. And it was so cool to see the excitement of Pat and Sharon teaching that. And I sat in the corner with tears in my eyes just seeing like, my gosh, we get an entire week to spend with these kids and we get to show them how exciting it is to be a Christ follower. And that is why we do VBS each and every year. It's not because it's super exciting. It's not because it's the most exciting thing in the world or, you know, that it, we, it gives us a ton of energy or anything like that because it's definitely a long week. Um, but we do VBS year in and year out because we get for five days out of the year to spend just pouring the love of Christ into these kids and show, sharing with them the gospel message and praying for them. And that is why we do VBS. And so well, next year when it rolls around, remember that. Remember that that is the reason why we do VBS is to show the kids the love of Christ for five full days. And so I hope that as they come up and sing in just a minute, I'm going to play the video first, um, that you guys are just as blessed as we all were to hear them singing praises to God. Um, And as Joel said, the music this year was spot on. It was so good. Um, So I hope that you are blessed by this. But first, we have an exciting video every day. If you are... Oh, yeah. Go for it. Yep. Um, I just wanted to... Sorry. Um, just let the, the radio listeners know in particular, because we understand this part is going to be going off onto the radio, and, and radio is not a good medium for showing videos. So uh, this video is available like on our Facebook page uh, if you want to go listen. And even, I know not every seat in the sanctuary has a good view of the screen as well. So you can always go onto our Facebook page and see this video and see other pictures and videos that we took during, during, uh, during VBS. So I just wanted... You all to, to know that, that this is available there if you want to go back and check it out again later uh, today or another point during the week. So thanks, Tori. So we took a video each day to recap the day, um, and they're all on Facebook. So if you want to go and find them and save them to your own computer, they're all on our Facebook page, and you can find them there. Um, but first, we are going to show you the last day recap, if I can get it up here. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not plugged in. That would help. 
Maybe. Maybe, maybe. We knew bringing a projector in here would make things go real smooth. <laughs> Technology. That's so weird. <laughs> Sorry. Can you plug it back in? I did something. I think we got it. Hey, oh, perfect. Go. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> excitement and seeing the light go off, you know, when they, they finally come to the conclusion that, you know, Jesus loves them and is there for them and uh, wants to help them. Get ready to sing. All right. Need to leave? Yeah. All 
guys, you're right in front of the screen. Move on either side. (laughs) Come on this side. Come down here. Keep squishing. Keep squishing. Here, you can come down here. You guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> Scooch over a little bit more. All
you children for, for being here today and sharing some of the VBS music with us today. What a great way to close our service. Let me pray for them and pray for us as we close our service today. Father, thank you so much for the blessing of children singing your praises. And I pray that, uh, that it was an encouragement to all of us and a blessing to all of us today. I pray that we would be able to focus on you. And I pray that you would uh, continue to work in their lives as well as ours to show us your goodness and your glory. In Jesus we pray. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen.